Japan makes me scared. A podcast to the chilling realm of Japanese horror stories. My name is Junpei, and I will invite you to the mysterious world of Kaiden, exploring spine-tingling experiences that have haunted Japan. こんばんは皆さん。Welcome to another episode of Japan Makes Me Scared. I'm Junpei, your host, and I'm going to share various Japanese kaiden stories in this podcast. To quickly share what kaiden is for those who don't know yet, kaiden is a type of scary horror story that's been quite popular in Japan. Then how popular is it? Can you guess that? Well, for example, I listen to Kaiden as a bedtime story every night. I know some people might find it a bit strange when I say that outside of Japan, but actually, there are many people like me in Japan. So saying like I fell asleep with Kaiden would make you sound weird here. I think it's pretty well established as a part of Japanese culture now. And here's another thing. We even have got some professional kaiden tellers here as well. They hold some kaiden talk shows, join some kaiden competitions, and write books and stream live, and a lot more things to make a living out of it. I hope I've given you some idea of the scale of its popularity now. Can you imagine that somebody's got a job title as a kaiden storyteller? Well, I'm just a newbie. But it would be great if I could share my enthusiasm with you through this podcast. All right, shall we move to the storytelling? Here is today's story. Episode two: The Long Body. This story is from the Kaidan legend Junji Inagawa. He is one of the most popular and well-known Kaidan storytellers in Japan, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to cover more of his stories in future episodes as well. But today, I will share my favorite one here. Aside from his job as a Kaidan teller, Junji Inagawa used to own a bar. And there was one of the regulars there. We can call him Akira for convenience. Akira was a young Japanese monk who loved surfing, and this is a story he shared in one night at the bar. And I will describe I as Akira from here. One day. I decided to go surfing once in a while, and gathered my friends for a two-day trip. Then there were four of us, including me. They're not their real names, but we can call them K 
Kenjo, Haruto, and Ren. We went out in the car early in the morning to a beach. We were hungry on the way because we hadn't had breakfast yet. I don't remember who, but somebody said, "Let's have a quick breakfast somewhere." So we entered a random restaurant along the road we were driving on. After having seats, a waitress came to the table to take orders. "Welcome. What can I get you?" she asked. I said, "Can we have curry for all of us?" Since curry is kind of fast food in Japan, it sounded like the right choice for our quick breakfast plan. After the order, she came back with some glasses of water. "This is a free service." You can ask me for more water anytime. Then she placed each glass in front of each person. I had a glass, and so did Haruto and Ren. But Kenzo didn't. There was one glass missing. Hey, there's a glass missing for me. Could you please bring one? Kenzo asked the waitress. Oh, sorry. I will bring one right now. She politely apologized and returned with a new glass. A short time later, the plates of curry were coming. The waitress put each plate in front of each of us. Again, there was no curry for Kenzo. Now he didn't get water and didn't get curry as well. Haruto made fun of him, saying, "Ha ha ha! Nothing comes to your place, really. Not even curry." It gave us a little laughter. Excuse me, lady. One more curry hasn't come yet. Kenzo asked the waitress again. Oh, I'm really, really sorry. I'll bring one in a minute. And one curry arrived late. After a burst of laughter, we finished our breakfast and go back in the car to drive off. Eventually, we arrive at the Ryokan, which is a traditional Japanese hotel. This Ryokan was where we were planning to stay, but it was so early in the morning that we couldn't check in yet. Ren said, "Okay, so let's have a quick swim before we check in then." So we all changed to put our swimsuits on, and went out to a beach with our surfboards. The surfing was pretty exciting, and it was around 3 p.m. when we all got out of the water. Arito said, "Okay, I've had enough. Should we go back to the Rukan? I'm sure they will accept the check-in now. We were all too tired to swim more, so we decided to call it a day." But I noticed Kenzo was not there, so I said, "Hey, where is Kenzo? He's not here." Yeah, he's not here. Aruto confirmed that. We looked for him for a couple of minutes, but couldn't find him in the end. He's probably off with some cute girl somewhere. Aruto shared his theory. We all know what kind of person Kenzo was when there were girls around. Also, Aruto's assumption was exactly the kind of story he would have done. It sounded quite convincing. 
So I replied, "Yeah, that's right. He must be playing somewhere. So we just leave him alone then. He knows where he's gonna stay anyway, so it should be fine." Ram followed us too. So we went back to the rocket. When we got there and had a bath and a shower to refresh, it was time for dinner. We were all more than tired after having a meal, drinking beer, and having a lot of fun talking. We eventually fell asleep around the dinner table. None of us couldn't approach the bed. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Suddenly, I heard a voice. I opened my eyes, and saw that it was already midnight. Oh, we must have fallen asleep next to the table. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Then again, from the other side of the sliding door, excuse me, sir, someone's talking to us. Um, yeah, I replied. Excuse me, may I have a word? The voice was that of a lady. Sure, please come in. The sliding door opened, and Okami, the landlady of the rokan, was standing there. She said, "I'm very sorry to bother you at this time of the night, but there is a police officer at the entrance expecting you." A police? Okay, I'll be down there in a minute. A police visit in the middle of the night. It can be good news. I went down the stairs and I found a man standing at the dimly lit entrance. He was showing his ID and said, "Well, I'm sorry to bother you, but is there anyone here who hasn't come back yet?" I remember that Kenzo finally didn't come back until the end. The reason why we weren't worried was because he often ditched us and chased after girls. We thought it was just another case. Oh yeah, there is one of us who didn't come back. Did he do something bad? Is he in some kind of trouble? I asked. Ah,、uh, no, no, not that kind. The officer replied. Um. So what is it? I was getting confused. Um. Could you please come with me? There's something that I would like you to confirm about your friend. The way he said that was implying something, something terrible. Okay, but can you please wait a minute? I've got two friends upstairs. I'll go and bring them. So I went up to my friends. Ren and Haruto joined me, and we got into the police car. After getting in the car. Officer started talking about the details. Actually, we found a body up there in the afternoon. What? Well, we're not sure about who it is, so we've been looking for a clue, and it got late at night now. Then, what are we supposed to do? I kind of knew what answer I was going to get. I just couldn't help but ask. 
We need you to make sure that he's your friend. My prediction proved to be right. At this point, Haruto and Ren were actually rather more upset than worried. They were like, <laughs> "You got to be kidding me! I don't want to be woken up in the middle of the night by someone I don't know, and get asked to see the face of a dead person, and tell if he's our friend. It's disgusting." If that stupid man comes back, we're gonna make him pay for this. They were sticking to the theory that Kenzo is being Kenzo as usual. Why ninety percent of me agree with them? I found myself inevitably thinking about the worst case scenario. Meanwhile, a big concrete building was coming into view. It seemed like a hospital. We went inside the hospital, and there was a long corridor with a door at the end. When we reached in front of the door, the police officer said, "It's inside this door, so should we?" He didn't finish the sentence, but it must have meant that he wanted us to go in and identify the body. Yes, I said immediately, but the other two were not ready at all. Oh, no, no, I don't want to, and it's not an obligation or anything to look at it, right? Haruto replied in a trembling voice. I don't want to do that either. Ren was the same and continued, "Hey, Akira, you're a monk. You must be used to seeing the face of death, right? So, can you go alone?" That being swearing at Kenzo in the corridor, but now they are afraid to look at the dead man's face. Okay, I'll have a look then. I decided to go alone. Inside the door, there was a tiny light on, and I could see a bed in front of me. But, um, there is no one on the bed. I say what I found strange to the officer. He said, "Not on the bed." It's over there. He pointed to a sheet on the ground in the corner of the room. It's even more strange, isn't it? Normally, in such a situation, a dead body would be on the bed, not on the floor. Could you please? The officer didn't give me more explanation, so I squatted down, and started flipping the sheet over slowly. When the hair showed up, I immediately knew at the moment. I'm not usually paying attention to it, but I knew it was his hairstyle. It was Kenzo. I couldn't help shouting, "Oh no no, hey, we're in trouble! Oh, oh my God, hey, come on, come over here!" They hurried and ran both run into the room. Um, is he dead? I said with a little hope that he wasn't. Yes, he is. The officer replied. Why? Why? Haruto was getting panicked too. Kenzo was dead, like he was sleeping in his swimsuit. 
After the confirmation, the officer went out of the room to report to his team. We also went out for a phone call to the family of Kenzo to tell them about the sad news. When all the hustle and bustle had calmed down, we came back to the room. Then I, as a monk, put my hands together and prayed for him. Haruto and Ren stood beside just looking at this. Suddenly, Ren broke the silence. Hey, I've been wondering about this for a while now, but don't you think it's strange? Yeah, I replied. Don't you think it's strange that he's lying on the floor? And also look, isn't this body awfully long? The length of each person is usually fixed, so it doesn't look right. I was indeed concerned about it as well. Kenzo's body was obviously too long. I had flipped up until his shoulder earlier, so most of his body was still covered with the sheet. What's actually under there? I threw this mystery to the officer who came back in the room just now. Hey officer, this body is very long, isn't it? Yes. Why is it? Um, he didn't look willing to answer this question. Can I see under the sheet? I kept going. After a short pause, Yes, of course, you can. He finally replied. So I squatted down again and had a sheet. Then I started flipping it again. I was going down from the candle's face to his waist, thigh, knee. Then I suddenly had a glimpse of something in the darkness around his knee. It was kind of grayish fuzzy thing. What is it? It seemed to be hair, which didn't make sense at all. I kept flipping over then. Whoa! I was scared to death. It wasn't a thing. It was an old lady hugging his leg. Officer, what is this? Haruto asked in an almost weeping voice. And actually, this is an old lady who was reported to fall into the sea four days ago and has been missing since. The missing grandma from four days ago. Why is her corpse clutching my friend's leg? Ren seemed to have lost the call and couldn't hide its agitation. I have no idea at all. We are also trying to figure out, said the officer. A few days later, articles about two dead bodies were published in the local newspaper. But they were told as two completely separate events. So, there is nobody else but us who know the truth behind them. Oh, she mine. 
Thank you for listening to the story. I hope you like that as much as I did. Remember the part in the beginning where Kenjo didn't get served water and curry. What do you think could be the reason for that? I personally think that he had already been pulled to death at the time. So, considering what happened after that, this could be a sign that his life was already fading from the beginning. Anyway, that's my theory. And what about yours? I've set up a Discord channel where anybody can join and share thoughts and theories. I'm gonna leave the link in the description, so please join and let's get a deep dive into Kaiden together, if you would. This podcast, Japan Makes Me Scared, is available on almost all popular podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or Amazon Music. And also, if you push the follow button on the app of your choice, first of all, for me, it will be a huge support and motivation. And for you, you will not miss notifications for the release of future episodes. So please consider following my podcast as well. All right, we are getting close to the end. So let me say one thing. Arigatou gozaimasu again for listening to my podcast, Japan Makes Me Scared. And sayonara for more chills and thrills next time. Bye.